You are listening to Friends Next Door. Door. Okay. Three, two, one. Door. 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 No, no, no. Three, two, one. Door. Door. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Friends Next Door. This is Dan. This is Mia. It's Thomas. It's Quan. And we have a very, very special guest today, Mr. Jensen Tong. Hello, hello, everyone. I'm very, very honored to be here. We are so excited to have you. Are the honored ones. So I didn't want to say YouTuber. I didn't want to categorize Jensen because I want him to talk about what all that means. I would say influencer because it's like content creator, content creator, entrepreneur. You have all these titles following you, Jensen. All these titles. Just the human. No, no, Aww, I call nice. myself like a filmmaker and entrepreneur. That's what I. Okay, call there, you go. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Who happens to you? Ooh, I'm choking on my own spit. Who <laughs> happens to use YouTube, TikTok, yes. Instagram, all the channels that we have to know? So, for those of you that don't know, Jensen, uh, he is a video creator and an entrepreneur, which we will talk about because <laughs> it goes hand in hand, I think. Um, <laughs> he makes me, videos on YouTube for quite a while now, actually. Dating, I think your first videos were like nine years ago. Yeah, twelve. Uh, long, long time ago. Long, long time ago. That is that is when uh, I started making videos. Two thousand twelve, yeah. a long time ago. So, anyways, uh, for those, I have of a you secret guys... channel, but Ooh. no one knows about it. So Wait, you what? Now you tell us about it goes it. all the way back to two thousand six. Oh, <laughs> this sounds like that's exclusive. Called, that's hard work. <laughs> So before we dive in, I just want people to, they can find all of Jensen's links uh, somewhere. I'm not good with uh, all of that, but you can find it, I'm sure. We'll link them. We'll link them. We will link them. He's created some amazing stuff, so you guys should follow him. So let's uh, get on with the conversation. So Jensen, uh, we, like, I found you, I I wanted to bring you on because one day during the pandemic, I was like, yo, my hair was getting super, super ratch. Like my, my wife was like, dude, you, you need a haircut. I'm like, where? No, no one's cutting hair during the pandemic last May, June. So unless she wanted to cut my hair, which she offered. And I said, no way, get away. You're not cutting my hair. And then she goes, why don't you cut your own hair? I go cut my own hair. What are you talking about? Cut my own hair. What, what am I like? Like a really skilled person, you know? And and then I went online. I was like, how to cut? And lo and behold, there was like a bunch of videos of guys teaching other guys and gals how to cut their own hair. And yours popped up. And I was like, oh, here's here's another cool Asian dude cutting. And actually, you were really good at it. And I definitely watched that video like four times. And. I still didn't try it because I was scared. Oh, no. Oh, Dan. Was, no, you guys, you don't understand. Where's the like, follow I, through, Dan? I, I was very, I, I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. And all my friends were doing it. They were all cutting their own hair, similar to how uh, Jensen was teaching. It was such a great, it was like, man. And then I was like clicking through. I was like, man, this guy, is, he's a good storyteller. He knows how to edit. This stuff looks great. And I'm like, is this the new, like, is this the new influencer of 2020? Like, because I haven't done, I haven't posted a YouTube video in such a long time. So I'm like, man, is this what it's like? Like uh, everything's got to look so good, so sharp. 
you know, like it took another level. So I guess, why don't you talk about some of this? Like, what is it like for you to be an, an influencer video creator today? And maybe go back into like why you wanted to do this in the first place. Yeah. So, uh, maybe I'll start from the very kind of beginning. Cause, um, like, I, I guess like for me growing up, I always, I grew up with YouTube, right? I grew up watching you guys. <laughs> I grew up watching other people and, and, uh, um, and for me, I was just so inspired to like the, the type of storytelling and the connection with the audience and all that. And, um, so I loved that. And so me and my friends, we'd always make videos together, um, short films and things like that. Uh, and throughout time, uh, with YouTube, you know, uh, changing and everything, I had to adapt with that as well. So nowadays I think, um, I mean, YouTube has existed for, I think like 15 years now or something like yep, that. Just not more. And uh, it's totally different landscape than before. I think now there's so much higher kind of expectations in terms of how to carry someone's attention. And there's the quality aspect as well. And then at the same time, there's, I think one thing is the authenticity, right? Like people actually really care about the, like they can tell if you're like acting or not, I guess. <laughs> so, so that's super important. But then I think back then it was very different. It was kind of like the wild, wild west people didn't really have any references. And also um, people were just, I think they were doing it more out of passion, to be honest, than really mm -hmm. uh, trying to beat the algorithm and things like that. So I do miss a lot of those like moments in the, in the past, but now it's kind of like a balance. The good old days, I call it the good old days. <laughs> Dan, tell us more about the good old days. <laughs> I mean, you guys, you guys were around. I mean, just watching YouTube in like 2006, 7, 8, it's usually, it's usually something, some person, like Jensen said, it's like their hobby, their passion. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Nobody yeah. was making money, you know, doing that until people realized, wait, I could support myself. I could take it to any level I want. I can make it just a hobby. I can make it a profession. I can make it a dream. I could take it as far as, you know, I can make it into an empire, like some of these influencers today. Um, and back then, like, I think, uh, like you guys were the pioneers. So there was like, uh, you're no too kind. No, no, no. You're, 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 <laughs> no that's somebody like, who's had like, a secret you're in that YouTube era. channel since 2006. You're too kind. 2006. You're too kind. Dude, dude. But what I, we were, that's, that's very kind. I think we were like the second, <laughs> I see us as like the second, third wave and, and you're okay. like a new wave. But still pretty yeah. early on, right? I think yeah. that was, that was like a, that was an era where people were still figuring out how to make YouTube like a, like a job. Like Agreed. A career. Agreed. Uh, yeah. But now, like if you start now, there's so much resources mm -hmm. there's like billion mm -hmm. videos saying like how to be a YouTuber in 2021 and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Back then, Indeed. I don't think yeah. there were. So no, it's almost no. oversaturated. Yeah. I mean, back then, yeah. I remember the during the first few years of just YouTube coming as a platform, I was still living in the Bay Area, right in Mountain View. And like the company was founded over there. And so. What was like, what is this new platform? Just people uploading some random videos. And then at the time it was their, their logo was like broadcast yourself. Um, and you know, Charlie bit me was like the first viral video <laughs> like went yeah. out. Um, and so going from that to like now how you guys are way just like so sophisticated in using the platform, oh my God. uh, thinking about the Crazy. algorithms and like really using that as a platform to create additional stream of like revenue there's like so much business decisions going into becoming a quote-unquote influencer on youtube mm -hmm. 
So to me, that's just wild. And it shows like one, how old we are. <laughs> and then two, you know, like how business savvy um, today's influencers need to be compared to when we were doing it, Dan. Like Jensen, are you a one man show? I am. Um, dang, because dang. I'm kind of a perfectionist. So, so kind of bad, but uh, I, I would, but like, I expect that as I grow, it's not going to be a one man show. I'm going to, but uh, even right now, like you film yourself, you don't have like a buddy come to help you get like a second angle, like a second camera kind of thing. Right. Uh, most of the time. Yeah. I film myself yeah. only some videos. I, I get a buddy, but, uh, not yeah. often. I mean, I, I mean, you could tell like you, you're setting up, you know, you probably have like a gorilla or something like pod and just setting it up and then, you know, making sure you're like in focus and all that stuff. Right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like when, when I was doing YouTube, uh, I, I was working off the bat with like a team of people who, mm. which actually my experience is very different from most people who like, I never was like you Jensen, where I just started and was like, Oh, I'm just gonna, I had a day job, but I was a very creative person. I had a, um, I come from a creative background. So I, I got together with like Carmen, a lot of people, not a lot, but me and her. And then, but we had some help, you know, we had like DP help. We had editor help. So off the bat, cause we had a, both had a background in television production. We could make our videos a little bit better quality. I, I do think that people notice that, you know, off the bat, but man, that was like, I can't imagine doing that myself. That's probably why I don't do YouTube right now by myself. Cause I'm like, there's no way I'm going to shoot, edit. I got a job. <laughs> like I have a job. <laughs> and then, right. you know, and then obviously like you, you know, we'll get to this, but it's not primary. You know, you have other sources of income, other sources of revenue. You're an entrepreneur. Yeah. I think it was uh, for me is, I mean, being a one man team is definitely stressful at times. And there's so much like self-motivation you need. Oh, yeah. And uh, I think when you're like a part of a team, like it's just, I mean, like you, you have to, you have to be responsible for someone else for someone else as well, right? So, um, it is kind of hard, but uh, I don't know. You just got to focus on the goal. That's what I kind of do. <laughs> do you? And I, do you I really enjoy days? it too. So that's why. Do you miss the days where it's just like purely creative and not as much about you know, like you have to figure out how much views you're getting, how much revenue you're getting from it? Because I remember, uh, you know, close to when YouTube first started, you had, you had all these folks like like Wang Fu like uh niga higa uh freddie wong and they were just you know flexing their creative aspects of what it wasn't really anything uh like they weren't trying to create a business they just wanted a, a creative outlet and and obviously that's changed a lot now like now you have to worry about you know how you look production quality and things like that it's like how's that changed uh for you and then how do you feel about that yeah so when i started youtube i i used to do short films. So like Wang Fu type mm -hmm. videos too. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I would put so much effort to one video and I'd, I'd also get my friends to help me out. And, and it's just a big production. And um, I made that not for views at all. It's just so solely yeah. like artistic uh, passion. Uh, but then could. as, but then, sweat and tears. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but then like, yeah, of course, as I like viewed my YouTube channel and I, and I considered like, uh, if I want to get this to, to grow bigger, I'd have to begin to play that balancing act of, yep. you know, being still being true to yourself and having that artistic mm -hmm. uh, integrity or whatever. And then also having that commercial viability and, and, uh, and the kind of attention grabbing topics that people would watch. So I think 
for me, it's, I'm, I'm, of course, I, I would love if uh, I could just like put anything I want out and uh, if people would watch it. But I think I understand like it's really a balancing act and, uh, and people want to watch what they want to watch. So you got to kind of deliver on that. So, but I, I'm, I'm, I think I'm very like, um, like I, I've, I'm, I really value like authenticity, like even as myself. So I think I don't want to be like inauthentic to people in, and with my content. Yeah. How do you, how do you balance that? Cause you know, you have all these platforms that do give you data on like what does well and what doesn't and like, like what trends you could be following things like that. So how do you balance that between like things that you actually want to put out or like whatever message and value that you want to put out as well? Yeah. Like I try to, um, I first try to think of an idea that satisfies those like clickbait attention, heady, attention grabbing <laughs> topics. And then I, I, um, I guess I uh, pursue that video topic with that in mind, but then I always kind of twist it with when I'm editing the video or writing the script or something. Cause I'm personally, I'm like a really deep guy. Like I'm like super, I'm like INFJ. I don't know if you guys know. Like <laughs> <laughs> hold on, hold on, guys, guys. So I good. have no idea what. <laughs> what, Dan, where are you? Myers-Briggs? Oh, Myers personality okay. type. Oh, okay, I didn't, I didn't realize you, you refer to that as like. The, Come on. Yeah, okay, I got you now. I, I know. <laughs> there you go. So I'm like super deep and stuff. People always know me as like the deep guy. So then like every time I like approach a idea, like even if it's very, um, like for example, like I had this like playground workout video. I worked out at a playground for 30 days. Yes. Mm -hmm. And that could totally have been just a gym video. But at the very end, I kind of made this like deep section where it's like, oh, uh, this is about adaptability and like <laughs> how like COVID kind of hit us, but it's about like, you know, using the nature around you and stuff like that. I don't know. I always add that twist to it. And I really, for yeah. me, that's like very fulfilling in terms of like the art element. And so I find um, that's enough for me to have like the, um, for the balance of like the art and the commercial. Yeah. Yeah. You did something like that with your uh, haircut video too. Oh yeah. Yeah. At the, at the very end of the tutorial, I was like, believe in yourself, believe the yo. dad, I guess you didn't believe. <laughs> no, I didn't. And also, yo, real quick, real quick. Did you cut your hair? Me? That, that haircut right now. Yeah. I, I haven't cut my hair. Uh, I haven't gone to a barber and wait. So, so right he now, what need I'm looking to at anymore. right now, he doesn't right need now. to. He's got it. I cut Man, my hair it looks yesterday. Good. Dang. Thank you. <laughs> very legit. I thought you. I thought you were like. You know what? When this, when the barbershop opens, oh. I'm, st I'm. Kudos. kudos. Wait, Dan, have you ever cut your hair slow. at all? <laughs> never. I would. I would never cut my own hair. Okay. I've, I'm, even, I've, I've even shaved I, my head before, and that was still a challenge. I don't believe. Like I would. I would I just like get it parts of it. Yeah. Like I don't believe. Like especially. Um, where my where your ear you know this part right here this is the hardest part to get those right. little hairs so i tried it once i think and i was like screw this i was terrible at it but also i didn't realize like all the little tips you you basically like engineered how you like broke it down and how to do it that's what i liked about it because if i just tried it myself i'd be like well i'll get a mirror and just like mm. you know yeah like the whole the I mean, whole motion it's like you know i think for me because it was like i didn't learn it when uh, COVID hit. I, I learned it like years ago because mm. I mean, my head, my oh, face ship okay. is very like unique. So every yeah. time I go to a barber, they'd always like give me something I didn't like. So I was like, oh, I just want to <laughs> learn this myself. And then, uh, and I just, I, I had so many years of failure. But then I, <laughs> I mean, I mean, it's not that hard of a haircut. Like, like I don't understand the barber no. just figure out how to do a fade. 
but I think like because my head is so like flat on the sides, like people, I don't know, like there's always like puff, there's always like bumps and stuff. I don't know. Interesting. I just didn't mm-hmm. like it, so I I like learned it myself. And then uh, when COVID hit, I was like, oh my god, like I bet you a million guys out there need a haircut right now. So yep. I just made it. And mm. uh, I remember when I was making it, like some people told me, like this is the randomest video you've ever made, but <laughs> I think it was a good call. So. <laughs> When Dude, you, and when then you, you sh- believe yourself, yeah. be- you believe in yourself too much that you ba- basically just one up yourself and then did it blind. So oh, yeah. I, I was like, like oh yeah. my goodness. That's really cool. Up. That's cool. I know. Did yeah. So I, I guess like- uh, for the audience, like I, I did, uh, like I cut my own hair blindfolded as a challenge. Mm-hmm. And then um, I released like a YouTube video for that, but I also released a YouTube short. And yeah. then the short has, I think like, 30 million views. I don't know how wow. that, mm-hmm. I don't know who is watching this. <laughs> when did you feel like um you you felt like there you things started clicking? Oh, okay. Was it, was it so I think like uh so yeah, I always like I was always like I always saw myself as a filmmaker and like an artist or whatever uh, throughout the years, but then it was in 2018 when I went to Singapore. Okay. And I that was when I kind of switched my uh content. And I made this video called Day in the Life of a Singapore Exchange Student. Mm-hmm. And then that video uh, got popular. And so that kind of marked a shift for me. I was like, hey, like uh, people actually care about like me as a person. Because at the, at the beginning, I was very like, I was like hiding behind all my stories and stuff, right? right? Like all my emotions would be played through other like mm-hmm. ne- uh, fictional characters. But now it's like, hey, I'm just going to be me. And, uh, and apparently like people... Uh, I don't know. They got entertained by it. So I was like, okay, let's just be me on YouTube. Yeah. So, and then I think that changed. And then when, uh, I mean, the, I think the year after um, I, I graduated from university. So I was like, um, okay, I got to re- I got to like figure out what I'm going to do. And I said, you know what? Like I'm young. Let's just go into entrepreneurship and YouTube was there. Yeah. So you, you lived, you're from Canada, right? Yeah. Vancouver born and raised. Okay. And then you went to college in Singapore. Oh, no, no. So I went to University of British Columbia, which is also in Vancouver. Uh, but then right. I went on exchange to Singapore oh, for gotcha, one term. Gotcha. One term. Okay. And then yeah. you and then you came back to British Columbia. Yeah. Yeah. How uh, how did your parents react when you when you were like, I'm going to do YouTube full time after I graduate college? <laughs> Good question. Well, well it's funny because like, I mean, let's go back to like middle school or high school. They'd be like, why are you like spending so much time making videos? Like, yeah. especially I used to studying? make like, I used to make like Freddie W videos, like, sh- like gun videos too. Right. Oh, special nice. effects. And stuff. So they're oh, like, nice. my dad was like, why is it, why are your videos so violent? <laughs> <laughs> Should so, I be worried? Is this the exclusive yeah. content Jensen, maybe. on the 2006 channel? <laughs> no. Oh, oh yeah, baby. Oh yeah, it is. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay I, I mean it's still up it's still public you guys can find me uh, amazing but i'm not going to give you the username so no. <laughs> um, so they were like what are you doing from middle school yeah but i kept like going at it and i think i mean i'm super lucky i think my parents are kind of they're not like as traditional as most asian parents mm-hmm. so they just kind of let me i mean it's like with me and my brother i always say like me and my brother just break the rules so many times like they don't care anymore <laughs> like, yeah. so, so with with me graduating university they they also thought like what the heck is going on but i think they trusted me um yeah because i've broken so many rules uh since wow. then so, yeah that's like it so, also seems yeah it's a you know hearing what you just said other asian kids are probably like says no one no asian kids ever <laughs> 
Um, no, but you know, it's funny. Like it's 2021 guys. Like yeah. at this point, there's enough famous Asians on YouTube and in the creative field that I think e even like five years ago, if somebody was like, Hey, I'm going to go into this field. I feel like there's enough examples now where parents they'd be like, all right, <laughs> like you do you, we'll be here to support you. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. You know, I do feel like so many people before us paved the way so that now you know, people can't like yourself and other people can feel like they could do this. For sure. You know, and, and I think like, fulfilling. I think the, the fact that it wasn't like I suddenly wanted to be a YouTuber. Uh, I think it's like, I did it for so long. And then my parents kind of just saw me through middle school and high school doing it. Then they kind of trusted me through that. I think that's what helped. Yeah, I think here it's, it's great to hear kind of where it's starting from is the trust, right? Mm -hmm. Because it's like, they trust your character. They trust your clearly your work ethic. And I think that actually has like a very traditional root, actually. And if we really, really dig back, right, a, the arts has been a huge, huge part of like tradition in general. I think just like maybe from a obviously from like more a economic stability, people, parents are just always going to worry. Even if you have yeah. like, the, I feel like parents, even if you have the best job ever, they're like, are you eating enough? Like, you know, <laughs> so it's like... It's like, I feel like it comes out of care too, you know? And you all, you all have to know that I also went to like university too. And, and like went to business yeah. and did yeah. all like that. I did exactly. all my internships and all the whatever. <laughs> and so I still like had that foundation if mm -hmm. I mm -hmm. failed. So yeah. I think right. I proved to them that, hey, okay, yeah. I can, even if I fail, I won't be too far off the path. So. Yeah. And even I think you're, you're approaching your artistry with like a business mindset too. So I think, you know, that, that whole thing helps as yeah. well. I mean, people don't realize like every artist got to eat. Yeah. Uh, I mean, people don't <laughs> yeah. realize like <laughs> a lot of, a lot of, you know, like, so talk to us about like, I feel like I see you as, as you're, you're like the new generation of content creators. Like you've got probably other jobs, other multiple revenue streams, whatever you want to call it, business strategies. And you have your core, you know, content creation now on multiple platforms like TikTok. Instagram, YouTube, like, how do you balance this? Like, what do you see yourself as? Like, do you see yourself creating a new path and the journey that you're on is very unique or, you know, like, how do you, yeah. Like, where do you, what do you see yourself in terms and, of, this? and let me add on, like, what, like, what is your goal? Like, <laughs> I think, I think, well, first of all, I think this time in history is very, um, really, really good for creators. Cause I, I don't know if there's like, there's this like uh, um, jar, uh, is it uh, terminology going on? It's like the creator economy, right? Mm -hmm. um, yep. mm -hmm. So it's this, it's this uh, rising demand in, I guess, creators and how they're turning like influencer, um, influencership, is that even a word? I don't know, into like, <laughs> into like a business. And so mm -hmm. I, how I see like influencers nowadays, they're all just like their own entrepreneurs. Um, mm -hmm whether a big one or a small one. And so for me, I think, um, uh, yeah, I'm just like approaching it um, through that way. But at the same time, um, in terms of uh, like Dan, as you said, like the different income streams and stuff, I also have like a business, me and my brother run. Um, and then I've just, I've just made, I, I also like contract and freelance on the side sometimes. So those are all really to, again, like going back to like the parent thing, like just making that foundation. So if I fail, like, but, but, but it's cool to see that like um, this past year, I've definitely been um, growing on the content creator side of things and I don't need to rely on too much of that other stuff. 
anymore. Yep. Um, it's a tipping point, right? Yeah. Like, I mean, I, I remember it's like chicken or the egg egg. They both, you don't know which comes first. Cause to have like success, you need a couple, you need some viral hits. You need a string together. You know, if you guys play sports, it's like, you got to hit, you got to start hitting some singles, doubles, and then mm-hmm. maybe you hit a home run here and there, but you string together like some, a bunch of successes and that kind of launches you. And I, you know, it's clear that you've done that in the last year and more, like you said, where you pivoted to um, starting with the life day in the life of a Singaporean student. Cause I do think that that that's probably as most authentic as you can get, like basically talking about your own experience and then figuring out like your own style and seeing what's popular and doing that and coming up with totally original concepts, you know? So do you, do you feel like there was, there was a tipping point of, okay, this is besides like in the last year, do you feel like it took a momentum um, because of COVID or like what changed? I think the tipping point was that Singapore video that I made yeah. and it okay. blew up because that that was the first video I ever did that basically went viral, right? Gotcha. Uh, um, bef- so like before, all my videos would get like a thousand views or something, but that one was yeah. like uh, uh, at that time I think. Well, right now it's at eight hundred thousand views. So mm-hmm. then I was like, oh my god, like I can do this now, and that, that right. actually I think uh, 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 like other than the YouTube stuff, like for me as like a person. Like, I think, so back then I I was very like not confident in myself. Mm -hmm. And so that moment was like, whoa, like, um, people actually can like appreciate like my, my artistry, whatever. And so I think as I, like, I I always find I was like, it's like, it's like the new era of Jensen Tung is after Singapore. And then the era was before. Yeah. That's how I see it in my mind. It's like B-S-A-S before Singapore, after Singapore. (laughs) But shouldn't I mean, there be another new Jensen Tongue after haircut videos? <laughs> mm, yeah, True. because be now you're one. collecting like Possibly. millions and millions of views. True. When did I you decide like to and phases in your in your uh, in your career now? Yeah. yeah. How how much of it like talk to us about your sort of like daily, weekly, monthly mindset? Like, are you still predominantly concentrated on certain platforms? How often are you looking for other opportunities on other platforms? For example, like TikTok. You know, like what's, what's sort of your daily, yeah, I don't, not to say routine, but like, how is it for you like today? And what are you, what are the challenges you face now and where you're at? Yeah. So YouTube is still my main platform and mm-hmm. the only other one I'm really, I mean, I post on Instagram to, to like promote my YouTube videos um, or just right. like normal, regular stuff, but TikTok's the other platform that I'm active on. But what I'm super lucky with and for the audience um, I'm Drift King on TikTok. That's what I'm known for. <laughs> yeah. It's totally different from yeah. my YouTube because yeah. I play some like super cocky guy who like uh, <laughs> reacts to drifting videos. And there's all an act. There's yeah. all- <laughs> That's yeah. amazing. But, um, but I, I, have, I really have fun with it because it reminds me of the old days where I get to act mm. in my short yep. films. Yep. So, yeah. Um, but I'm super lucky in the fact that I just need to react to videos and it takes uh, <laughs> a very little, um, low amount of effort. And I can yeah. literally record like 90 TikToks in one day. Like, yeah. so oh, wow. um, that's what I do. And so TikTok for me is like, uh, I'm super fortunate that it's super low maintenance. So all my effort in terms of consecration usually goes to YouTube, which is much harder. And um, yep. yeah, I'm always like writing scripts. I'm always like filming things like, 
after this podcast, I'm probably gonna film a video, like all that, all that stuff. I mean, yeah. YouTube's crazy because now, like somebody mentioned, maybe Mia. I mean, the the quality, the demand, the mm-hmm. standard, because across the board, all videos now. I just watched the video where the guys, like you know, basically, YouTube quality has all risen, and you can't put out like janky videos anymore. You know, like people just won't have any of that, or maybe one day it's gonna go back to that but right now every anything that people put out it's it's like well edited music sound effects you know like it's crazy do you think back uh uh during like your guys era like was it was it much like less stress oh 100 100 because because also like for i don't i mean i don't know if you're curious about like the challenges we faced back then was entirely different because um we were trying to figure out sort of uh have you ever read you know like the mvp like the minimum viable product that would allow us to be successful but given our time constraints we wanted it still to be like high quality always have a cultural element that that was like our thing right cultural element off the great wall like food asian culture chinese culture so some of the videos like the like video production quality it's not high and they would get a lot of views so we try to target the sweet spot of that because there were so many videos. Like when you were doing your short films, we did a bunch of original. That was actually the most fun I ever had though, was <laughs> Carmen coming out with like totally original things, which took so much time, but didn't get that many views. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. while that was enjoyable for me and her, it's like, all right, well, what are we doing? You know, like mm-hmm. we're, we're trying to, we're trying to create like a, like something that we, the whole goal was to, you know, like introduce Chinese culture back to Asians themselves and also to Westerners mm-hmm. too. And it uh, goes back to that balance of like the artistry yeah. versus the commercial. For sure. It's always For that sure. struggle. But, bef- but back then, like our quality standards were not very high. Like, good oh, very good. <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, like we, I, I do think, you know, sh- like, you know, our friends at the time before like Sony A7s was like the standard you know, or any mirrorless, like one of our friends had like, you know, a Mark, a, a Mark two or three at the time. And it was already like way beyond what most people were doing on YouTube, you know? Um, so, our, you know, stuff looked good. Mm-hmm. And, then, and then we had like a good video editor, but now it's like, like you're a one man show. You do that all yourself. And also just so much stuff is available to creators now, like stock footage, music, um, things to streamline things like, uh, you know, before, if you didn't know how to do like tracking or, or Adobe After Effects, you know, you just didn't know how, but now you can one, learn it really easily and yeah, have just access like, to uh, it or purchase uh, a subscription. So it's a, like an automatic, you know, uh, title movement, all that stuff. And even like color correction, you know, people didn't do color correction ever back in my day. And now <laughs> like, I'm sure you do some color correction. It's crazy. Like, I don't, I'm not doing that. <laughs> like I, I can't, and I photo edit, but I'm not editing video. Like this is way, yeah. I'm not doing, doing that. Like I'll it's pay something, you know, it's a lot of work. Also, I think back then when we were, sorry, <laughs> back then when we were doing it, um, Dan, I think now people are used to the idea of, you know, influencers, YouTube content creators, like partnering with brands and sponsorship. Yeah. Cause like, like Dan said, we got to eat too. Right. So I think, Back then when we were doing it, I think we were at the cusp of like, you know, creators starting to like work with brands and sponsor content and, what, what, and whatnot. And I think, you know, some people at the time were still 
were not receptive to that idea. Um, they think, oh, you're just like trying to use us as like to, a way to make money. So I think balancing that is another challenge, at least for me at the time. Also, like, how do you create a content that's, you know, genuine, but also you satisfy this other business requirements, you know? Um, so it was just like a, that transitional period. Whereas now I think um, there are even regulations to like how you're supposed to state all these in a content. I think people are getting used to that idea. Yeah, so, we're so lucky that uh, in this generation, um, I guess people are like just okay with the sponsorships. Yeah. Because mm -hmm. sponsorships usually are the bulk of an influencer's like uh, um, income. income. Mm -hmm. So uh, back then, yeah, I can imagine a lot of people are like, what the heck is this? Like, I don't yeah. know. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> oh, they're just doing this video because they're sponsored, you know? Yeah. So it's like, oh, how do you, how do you balance like, the two? Now it's like, now it's like, if there's no, if there's no sponsor, wow, I'm so lucky. <laughs> <laughs> Jensen, do you do you have a process of who like who you pick to sponsor and like how you go through that type of process? Right. So I get uh, so sponsors usually reach out to me, and then I just read the emails. And uh, usually, it's if it's a brand that I personally used before, or just someone uh, something that uh, I really think is like really useful to my audience. That's how I choose it. Mm -hmm. um, if it's like. Yeah, usually it has to be something that I agree with. Um, and uh, that's just how I go with things, yeah. Wait, so now you're big enough for a sponsor to reach out to you, but was there a point where, you know, you had to go around searching for sponsors? Um, uh, I wouldn't even He's know like, their no, email addresses. So. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't even know their email addresses. They all keep it a secret. So I think it was, uh, I think it was 20, I would say, I would say this year, this was the year that, I started like getting a lot of emails from sponsors, but last mm. year and all the years before that, like it was very rare. So I'd literally take, I wouldn't take anything that was given to me, but I, was, <laughs> I just took the ones that, I was like, Oh my God, that's, I was like so lucky. And I'll just do it. So. Mm -hmm. I would, yeah. I would say like, you probably, when you were making stuff, there was no time to even like try to, cause you were by yourself. Like you would have to have somebody else be like, okay, I'm going to pitch you to these brands. Cause yeah. just knowing the life yeah. of the influence. So like you're shooting, editing, writing brainstorming like there's no and then someone's like oh uh, do you want to do sponsorship you're like okay <laughs> like, I got no time to um so i want to know the why you know wh why you why i mean we talked about how you talked about how you know you always were a, a, a creative person a filmmaker at heart but there's i think there's a deeper why that you keep on doing this right and also um besides you know it, it's you can make a living, but there's got to be a deeper reason why you're, you're using this platform and continue on, on this path. I'd like to hear, hear a little bit about it. Totally. Uh, this goes back to the Myers-Briggs INFJ. <laughs> I don't know. I don't uh, know. Real quick, I actually pulled it up. And then okay. the words that are describing your personality is literally like describing what you were telling us. So it's creative, <laughs> insightful, principled, and passionate. Nice. altruistic yeah. is the latest the last one but Very it's crazy nice. yeah i think that describes a lot of us here yeah <laughs> you guys take it before anyways yeah. yeah but um i think for me it's just like i really love the storytelling element and the artistic element of just creating content but at the same time it's all about um and this is something i kind of like analyze myself I'm like why do i enjoy doing this i think it's really i like to inspire people or like mm -hmm. or like 
get people to like think of something that they don't usually think of whether that's like uh, I mean through my short films it would be like emotional stuff right like or like uh, perspectives or uh, with my recent content it's like uh, how to improve their kind of like daily lifestyle or um, their mentality and things like that I really like find it because like it's so cool like when I'm like let's say walking on the street and this hasn't happened too many times but like <laughs> I mean like a couple of weeks ago like two people that like, came up to me on separate occasions and they're like hey you I watched YouTube I'm like what the heck <laughs> that is so cool so, so I'm just like whoa like uh, I can't believe I like help someone out or entertain someone or I don't know whatever uh, that is just so like cool to me and that's kind of what I live for like I, I really enjoy that are you waiting for the day for just like some random person to like walk up to you and like show you like you taught me how to do this you taught me how to cut my they hair cut, they cut their hair right in front of you yeah. it's, it's so, someone drew like a comic of like my haircut love it like, Whoa. <laughs> like, how, the, how does a tutorial like help so many people i don't understand that's so cool yeah but I'm, I'm sure like the same, I mean, because uh, like off the great wall, you guys had the same thing, right? I'm sure you've had people come up to you guys and say the same thing. Well, I was going to ask you too, to piggyback, like what are some of those like moments where you said to yourself, okay, this is why I do this. Okay. Like, because for me, they, it's usually when like a family comes up, like a multi-generational family comes up to me. And they're like, Dan, you've, you've sort of linked us together because that's exactly what I wanted to do. So from the grandpa to the father to the child. Mm -hmm. and, and like, there's nothing more rewarding for me than, than to hear that. Like we used to, I mean, a lot of people don't know, but we used to get invited to like elementary schools, like Mike and I, to do like, just to talk to people, talk to kids. And like the night before, I would be up to like three in the morning making like a little game for them. And it'll be like all questions about Asian culture, some about our channel, and it would be like Jeopardy. And then it, it was like little kids and I bring wow. it in, you know, cause wow. I come, my mom's a, a, an art teacher, you know, I come from a long line of educators. So to me, like just being asked to do that, that's like, that's like why I don't have to get paid for anything. So was there, so yeah, I mean, Mia too, like obviously Mia and Tommy's, you make cameos, like for you guys, was there those moments and then for you jensen like were there certain does have to be a lot if there was one but these moments where you think to yourself you know if i if i didn't make money if i did that's great but if i didn't that's an awesome feeling yeah i think um you know we we talked about asian representation in the media and sometimes that it's that could be a term that is just overly used in conversation just casually um but when i was you know, hooked on just watching way too many YouTube videos back then um, and watching all these Asian YouTubers. I was like, yes, I can relate to them to some extent, but being Indonesian, Chinese, like I don't really see that. So uh, when somebody sent me a message saying that, oh, thanks for being on YouTube and, and they can see, you know, they can relate to my story. That's usually the, the, the type of encouragement that would just like make me like go like, okay, I, this is my contribution to, to the content um, universe on YouTube. So that was just like, because also I think our content is specifically on culture, right? So that's just adding, you know, another element to the whole Asian representation in, in media is something that was rewarding. Yeah, I think that's for me, um, that was also like the strongest um kind of uh uh i guess encouragement 
I've gone from people too. It's like, because I did, I made this one video. I went to Hong Kong and I, I tried to speak Cantonese for a whole week. Nice. Uh, and, and, and I mean, some background, I'm born in Canada, right? So my Cantonese is pretty bad. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> and, and throughout the vlog, uh, not only was it a challenge, but I talked a lot about the identity of being uh, mm. Asian Canadian, Chinese Canadian, mm -hmm. and also like the struggles of that. And so once, uh, one day I was at uh, UBC, my university, and then this girl comes up and is like, hey, like I watch your videos. I saw the one in Hong Kong and like that has helped inspire me to learn and I learned Cantonese and reconnect with my roots and stuff. And I was like, oh That's my cool. God, this is so, wow. um, it's so impactful for me. So I really loved it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> No, that's, that's nice. No, yeah. yeah, for sure. I think like these are the things that are just, you know, intangible. Um, but it's enough to like keep us going, I guess, right? Is you know, telling your story and then relating to people on a different level. I think if you really, you know, enjoy doing what you do, like it goes so much beyond, you know, like it's nice uh, you know, getting a plaque and everything. And even in one of your videos, like you, you were talking about how it was kind of a lonely feeling like those are great but really you know actually having a, a person say that even one person be like oh i watched something of yours and it impacted me you're like what it's just like it's kind of pressure but it also yeah. just like how oh, that happens that's crazy it's like the real it, life it, like yeah. what happens in real life it's yeah like, it's crazy. wild yeah it's like whoa um so Wait, I, 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 I want to like, hear. I want to hear. Yeah, about I want to hear this story. This I think Judson has a good story. story. Okay, okay. Yes, Judson, <laughs> go, Judson. So, uh, uh, I want to share with you guys. Uh, this is back when I was in grade twelve. Uh, I think I was uh, seventeen, and this is when I was watching Off the Great Wall. I was a super big fan, ultra, <laughs> ultra big oh fan. Oh my god! And uh, <laughs> I think Dan. Uh, yeah, so Dan posted a video. He's like, "Hey, I'm coming to Vancouver for a meetup." And we're only coming yeah. like once ever. Uh, this is, this is Mike. Yeah. <laughs> Limited time like, Never coming back. Yeah, they're like, they're literally in the video. It's like, we're never going to come again. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, oh my God, like I got to beat them. So um, I was super pumped to go to this meetup. And then I get a call from my grocery store that I was working at. And they're like, yo, you got to work. So I was like, what the heck? So at that time, oh, I was, I was not like, uh, um, as like a go-getter as I am now, I guess, or like, or like I, I wasn't as confident as I am now. So I was like, yeah. oh, I don't want to like skip work and, and yeah, yeah, yeah. get my managers angry. So I didn't go. And uh, <laughs> obviously the whole time I was working at the grocery store, like on that day, I was like, oh, should I've just like, yeah. like pretend to be that sick or something. <laughs> <laughs> oh my but, God. And then, I, uh, but it's crazy how, uh, I guess like seven years later, here we are <laughs> now. And, uh, <laughs> it is wild man that is and, so wild and that's what like man it's just i remember every meetup i went to i mean we didn't go to that much you know like i remember you know every classroom i went to so i mean that's why that's why me me and thomas and now kwan we still do something right because mm -hmm. I, there's so we originally we wanted to do another youtube thing where we you know, kind of do this. And then it was like, wait, that's way too much time. Who's going to edit the video? Mm -hmm. you know, where are we going to shoot? And then uh, mm -hmm. we didn't know COVID was going to happen. So we thought, you know, podcast would be sort of like the continuation. Um, but, but yeah, that's crazy, man. I remember that. Yeah, I went skiing. So and Mike was like, oh, let's let's do a meetup. I'm like, yeah, why not? 
and like put it on social media. People came. I was like, it's always amazing. Like you see a meetup and I'm like, yo, nobody's going to come. Right. I'm like, yo, people came. And it's so <laughs> genuine. You know, you like people actually, you know, you, you, you help them, but just like, yeah, I watched your video. I was like a lot of the stuff in your, in your videos, I, you know, I could relate to so much of the stuff is like, as a, I've, I've had so many odd jobs. I've been, I ran like, you know, like I've had, I've been managing other people. I've worked at companies. I work for myself. I do YouTube. So a lot of this is like, I'm like, yeah, you just got to hustle. You got to hustle, but you got to keep the dream alive, you know? <laughs> and yeah. I see that, you know, you're like, all right, got to keep going. Got to make money. Got to survive. So one day, do you still see yourself as like a filmmaker at heart? Like if you had all this money in the world where would you just go and like make films still? Do you still have that itch? How, how I see it for me is like, I'm still a filmmaker. Like even right now, I'm just making it in a different way, like a different form. True. True. Um, but it is, I would love to like go back to the kind of traditional filmmaking. And there's this one film I actually um, have in mind. But the thing is uh, like, so I filmed half of it. So it's okay. It's a story. Oh, whoa. Like it's a story uh, based in two time periods. So in high school and then after university. So, uh, so in grade 12, I filmed only the high school parts and uh mm. now it's like i have to just film the rest and yo yeah it, it, it's, uh, so it's, it's like a, a boy style. you know the movie boyhood yeah, yeah exactly boyhood. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's a real life boyhood <laughs> that's crazy so it's a story about yeah. my like my friend group in high yeah. school uh called tla and then yeah. um and basically like yeah like back then versus like as we're older now and it's uh, it, the movie's called Nothing Lasts Forever, but I don't wait, know if it'll ever come out. Wait, but uh, I'll wait, try my best to do so. What does TLA stand for? The Last Airbender? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> true love always. True love oh. always, dude. That's I a good. Yeah. Just sell the licensing to like Netflix so they can make like a a K-pop miniseries because that's got that written all over it. <laughs> Mia, Mia would watch that beginning oh, to I end, would. guaranteed. <laughs> like I was watching True Love Always. Dang, Mia. <laughs> Dang, Mia. What? A, um, yeah. I guess. I mean, any like anything you any message you want to give to our limited audience here <laughs> about like things you've learned, thing you know, whatever, like takeaways, inspirations, things you learned about yourself. I think for me, I think um, like growing up, I I always had this dilemma, or I guess. A struggle with like my creative side of me because I always it's like this you know being an artist and being creative in a world where it doesn't really encourage that it can be very hard and so for me I'd always uh, put it on the background like I always think I always wanted to be a YouTuber I always dreamed to be one but I didn't believe I could be one and uh, that's why I went to like business school and all this stuff and then but the thing was like it just kept haunting me you know like this yeah. like creator uh, side of me and eventually when I finally gave in and just like allowed it to happen um, it happened so I think for me it's if it's something that like it doesn't even have to be about like um, being an influencer or art or whatever it's like if there's something that like keeps haunting you or keeps like sticking around like you definitely can't like push it away like you have to do something with it if and um, I think for me like it, fortunately it, it worked well for me I think that's what passion sounds like. 
I was going to add, like, if you keep thinking about this cute top that you saw in the store the other day. <laughs> no, but I know. I shouldn't ruin yeah, your... to bring it back to shopping. <laughs> <laughs> like, something just compels you to buy it, huh? Yeah, yeah that's okay. You, you got permission to buy whatever. Yeah. In fact, we're going to Miami. Go splurge. Oh, yeah. All right. That's, yeah, another, that's another episode. <laughs> <laughs> right. oh, oh, my gosh. On that note, I think uh, this is a good way of just ending and, and wrapping up the episode. Jensen, thank you so much for dropping by. And I'm so glad that we finally got to do this after months yes. and months of planning. Yes. Uh, yeah. A huge it all started with, uh, did I message you first on Instagram or something? I don't know. Something like that. I, yeah. Or like, I think so. You either, but I, I think I, I just like, like replied was, to your story. I was like, yeah, cool food or something. I don't know. Oh, and then I think I was like, oh. I mean, yeah, something. You uh, know, this just sounds like a Craigslist misconnection. Story. <laughs> I mean, we this, definitely oh like when, when we did when we started the podcast. I was like, yo, we were talking about getting guests. On. I was like, I want, I want to get this guy Jensen on. This yeah. Is, um, like, cause I saw, you know, I saw this was like a year ago or whatever when you started yeah. making the. Was uh, the haircut stuff? The haircut stuff. I was yeah. like, yo, this mm-hmm. is young, and I remember telling the other two like. Oh, he seems like an up and coming. Like he's a go getter. He looks like I had no idea. He used to watch Off the Grid. I was just like, oh, here's here's an Asian dude. Looks like he lives in Canada. Makes some really good stuff. Um, yeah, let's let's talk to him. And then you 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 know you're so busy and everything. We finally got to connect like a year later. Almost, yeah. <laughs> awesome. Meant to be. When, Meant to be. When uh, when COVID ends in 2030. We're gonna drag. We're gonna drag Dan. Absolutely, absolutely. Or uh, you know, when we when Canada lets folks in, we'll come visit you too. Yes, we'll come visit Vancouver. Yeah, man. Keep doing what you're doing. It's great, man. Yeah. Congrats on everything so far, and it's just the beginning of the journey. And same with you guys. This podcast, I've listened to like a lot, a lot of episodes. It's like again, you're really nice. <laughs> again like you're just being too humble i think that's no the thing. no no, no. this is Listen. like like me and mia are you know and thomas and now Quan. it's like this is like a nice thing we got going hey hopefully Listen, one day you have gets- production quality i think our goal for the podcast is to be like good background noise <laughs> didn't even make it happen no no not you know today the, the fails and audio and all that so we roll with it the show must go on exactly that's right resilience <laughs> oh man all right we tried to end like five minutes ago so i know thanks, so much for, <laughs> listening. thanks for listening guys thank you thanks. Um, and thanks so much jensen yep and we'll have all of jensen's stuff yep, we'll link them body link so you can check it out thanks so much guys thanks bye, guys. bye. 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 later <laughs>